Hi, it's Lisa. Welcome back to The Healing Path, a podcast created to connect our broken hearts as we journey into honest conversations about grief and loss in our daily lives. Following the deaths of two of my children, I struggled for many years to fill the holes in my heart. I felt like I tried everything, prayer, meditation, therapy, coaching, reading, journaling, you name it. Plus, I tried a few less productive approaches. And after two decades of continuing to grieve, it occurred to me that maybe I'd set the wrong target. Instead of trying to feel better by filling those painful voids, I've learned that building a life around them is a much more worthy goal. A major part of this approach is talking openly about what my grief is like instead of keeping it to myself. With this newfound permission to let all the parts of me be here, I feel more human and less like a robot on autopilot. So I created the Healing Path podcast with the hope that sharing our stories in a mutually compassionate and supportive environment will help us to stop working so hard to hide our scars from ourselves in the world and start wearing them proudly as the medals of love that they are. So thank you for joining this episode of The Healing Path. Today, I'm chatting about Easter weekend. It's uh, April 15th of 2022, Good Friday for some, just Friday for others. Um, But I did share a post about this, so I'm going to go ahead and, and read it in and then we can chat. While we all don't follow a religion that recognizes today as quote unquote Good Friday and potentially a holiday, many of us actually do. And others still will roll with the cadence of Easter weekend by spending time with family and friends, maybe going to brunch or church, and taking a deep breath as we transition into spring, even without a religious affiliation. I'm interested in this weekend because the three days between today and Easter Day literally reflect the full gamut of the human experience. Whether or not we practice organized religion, we can all relate to getting knocked down and the experience of doing what it takes to get back up again. Within three days, the Christian model is one that takes us from glory to tragedy to resilience and renewal in a very short period of time. I like to think of this expedited cycle as repeatable and necessary as a part of our own individual evolution and shared aggregate growth over time as we become all become more of who we are. Whether or not we realize it, we are being born anew every second. Each literal cell in our bodies, each muscle fiber and tissue is literally being replaced again and again as the old parts die and new parts are generated. Not only is our physical body built and rebuilt on a daily basis, but our core essence is also constantly undergoing development. And this is driven largely by where we choose to place our attention. So I have a question. What does this process mean to us as individuals and as groups? Do we cling to the old, even if harmful, because we know it so well? Will we allow the waves of life to wash away the broken shells from the shore and let something new and whole arrive? What renewal or discovery might be possible? if we allow ourselves to wade in the waves rather than avoiding them or wishing there's something they're not? And now an answer to my question, at least from my perspective, is that all of life is actually a regeneration. 
We see this, yes, as we mentioned in organized religion, but also, and I say only, everywhere we look, everywhere we look, everywhere we look, seasons are all part of this cadence. Birth and death of energy is a constant process we're undergoing, whether we're having a baby or attending a funeral or simply waking up in the morning to a body and a world that are just a smidgen different than the ones we surrender to when we fall asleep. Waves rise and fall. Our breath enters our bodies on the inhale and exits our bodies on the exhale. The sun rises and sets. We are connected, we are disconnected, and we are reconnected with one another and ourselves again. In our relationships and in our spiritual practices, if we have one, I'm generally challenged to find any rhythm that does not consist of micro and macro repeated cycles of living and dying, coming and going, integrating and disintegrating. It's our absolute very nature. So whether or not there's a religious component to the next couple of days in your own life, rest assured that there's a human one. The natural ebb and flow of life is omnipresent, and we are always being called to contract and expand, to grow, then to rest, to create and to recover, and to serve and to savor. I actually have a, a post about serving and savoring called Two Hands, and there is a link to it in the, in the blog post. Rather than resisting the transitioning energy currents because they are new to us, feel awkward or frightening even. Let's look to the left, look to the right, and then look within to be reminded that we're all coming and going, succeeding and failing, loving and hurting, hopeful and doubtful, living and dying. Embracing our common humanity reminds us that we're special and also that we're not so special. And all at once, the day comes to an end so that a resurrection can take place in the future. I'm sincerely wishing everyone good health, lots of happiness, and a genuine renewal of faith or self-commitment in whatever idiosyncratic way fits your hearts. And on the third day, what new will arise in our own lives, through us, as us, and for us? So thank you for joining this episode of The Healing Path I absolutely love Easter and what it stands for. And yes, there's some religious threads for me, but the bigger picture is always this idea of new birth. And this is just a critical topic when we're talking about grief because we, when we're grieving, have lost, and in some cases, a lot. And when we lose uh, people that we love, or maybe we lose a life we thought we had or a job or um, a home, you know, or a certain situation changes. And it's really tough not to long for that. And I find that this idea that everything everywhere, even the sofa and the desk, you know, they're made of matter, they're made of um, constantly changing molecules. And so because this is literally the model for everything we do, um, when it comes to grief, we can really lean on and embrace this idea because we know that even though our hearts are broken and even though we've lost, that there's more life, that there's more energy, that there are more miracles, that there's 
creations that haven't yet, you know, come across the radar. And it's this very hope and almost um, detrimental assumption <laughs> that good is coming or that resurrection is possible or that we can feel good again, even though we've lost our child or we've lost our sibling or a parent or a pet, even um, just knowing that this is the natural course of life. This is the natural cadence. We rise and we fall. The sun rises and falls. The waves crash and they retreat. Um, we grow, we contract, we contribute, we have to recover. And this constant exchange of energy is just, um, I think, the thing that binds us all. And not just to each other as humans, but to all of creation, whether it's a cricket <laughs> or a fish or a bird or uh, you know, anything that might be in, in nature, um, some of the most peaceful representations of this process of being born and dying uh, are found in, in nature. Um, just stare at a tree and uh, let it tell you where it's been. They've, uh, they've seen some stuff too. So going a little bit uh, creative on this post, but just really want to invite everybody to whether or not you're religious, you know, spirituality and religion, while they may intersect are not the same thing. And I truly invite and respect all forms of um, celebration and um, rituals and, you know, different things that we might do. But I, for one, I really do see Easter Day as a day that we can wake up and start new. And in fact, that's actually what's also going on in our bodies and our minds for that matter. So I do appreciate you checking this out. And I would love to hear how some of you are spending your Easter weekends. Again, it doesn't have to be a religious a religious thing as much as um, just kind of taking these three days, the 72 hours to kind of step out of our usual um, structure and kind of peek out above <laughs> everything that's happening and kind of be the observer and just see what parts of our life um, maybe need letting go of, what parts of our life we can run toward and create. And then also just letting that process repeat again, 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 and again in small ways and in big ways. And at the end of it all, knowing that, like I said, we're, we're special and we also were not so special. We're just part of the universe coming and going with all of its glory and all of its tragedy, and we're in it together. So happy Easter. Have a good, good Friday and a nice, beautiful spring weekend. And please go to lisamcfarland.com. I'd love to hear how you spent uh, the weekend in these days and um, just always love hearing from you. So thanks so much. And until we meet again, stay present, stay grateful, and stay healing. And as always, thank you for listening.